Welcome back to the show. Hi, I'm your host, Susan Desenzi. In today's episode, which is actually titled How Feeling Limited is Actually Being Limitless, that sounds a little bit like, what? You're crazy. How can you feel limited and limitless at the same time? Well, you can. And we go into a little bit more depth about how I came to that awareness and that understanding on my birthday, actually, the end of July this year, 2021, and how I recognized this very important piece that included an awareness of how I was still judging myself and labeling myself with expectations that I didn't realize that were actually keeping me limited and how I came into a place of feeling limitless within those limited kind of thoughts, ideas, and beliefs. So as you listen in today, I would invite you to be a little bit more conscious and aware of where your own limiting thoughts and feelings and beliefs are potentially causing you to feel limited and how to begin really that process of moving into a space of feeling limitless. And so if, again, like I'll say every week, you have any difficulty or struggle at all and you want to connect with me or others, please reach out to me, susan at susandesenzi.com. And let's get you connected to either the Facebook group or let's have a, a really short conversation. I would love to hear from you either way about where you feel you're limiting yourself or where you feel limitless. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I turned 57 in July and I spent that birthday in the same place that I had for my 51st birthday away from my husband and my son, and with other family, but it was due to travels and an, an unexpected being gone uh, a little longer than I had originally anticipated due to a friend needing some help. And while I was spending this time by myself during the day when my brother and sister-in-law were both busy working, now, they have a beautiful, beautiful home and a beautiful garden sanctuary area out in their backyard that also has a, a fairly large pool. And I'm really a water girl. You know, I love the water. I do a lot of floating meditations. I love to just kind of be in the water and outside in the sun. And as I was sitting there reflecting on the current trip that I was on and all that had transpired as I was reflecting on the past, you know, seven months at that point or so of my journey of this physical illness and all of the mental and emotional and spiritual pieces that, you know, had been really kind of triggering for me in some of the deeper introspective, self-reflective times, the lessons that I was learning and some of the lessons that I thought I had already kind of learned and quote unquote mastered, which was, you know, funny because I don't think we ever master anything. You know, I think we have a good handle on it and then we maybe keep moving forward within it, but do we really master it, right? Anyway, as I was sitting there kind of reflecting, it dawned on me that six years prior, 
on my 51st birthday, it was the first time in my life that day, same scenario, at my brother's house, sitting outside by the pool, enjoying the sun, they're both working. It was the first time in my life that I had felt complete and utter gratitude in every fiber of my being for being alive and for being in form on this planet. You know, at really at this time of our evolution, with all the shit that has gone on in the world and throughout my lifetime that I have witnessed going on in the world, some of the hatred and the anger and the violence, I had always suffered with some depression, some depressive thoughts and feelings at times. There was always what I called a black cloud kind of hanging over me. And it was really due to this very deep, innate feeling of wanting to go home. I'm not talking about committing suicide, although there were a few periods in my life where that was an uh, an obvious option for me at the moment. I clearly didn't go through with it. Thank myself. Thank God. Thank my soul for guiding me out of that situation. But I had multiple opportunities to go home started at two months old when I had developed a very serious case of bacterial spinal meningitis that nearly ended my life, but I did not go home. I did not die. I survived that. And multiple other times throughout my life where I was faced with that decision to go home or not. And I didn't ever take that opportunity. And so I had always said that I felt like I had this black cloud. And over the years as I was growing up and then hitting my teens and my 20s, and it wasn't, you know, even well, even into my 30s, that black cloud was diminishing in its size, but it always felt present and with me. And it wasn't until my 51st birthday that I recognized for the first time ever that that cloud was truly gone. And so then as I'm sitting there again on my 57th birthday and reflecting on where I was at six years prior at their home, same scenario, I realized because of my journey over the last, you know, eight, nine months now, that although the dark cloud is gone, there are still times where I felt very limited where I felt limited in my beliefs about the world around me. I felt limited in my beliefs about myself. I felt limited by my past and by that innate knowingness of what is beyond our form that I've had the awareness of and the conscious awareness of since I was four, but I still was struggling with it at times. And I I wanted to share you know, a bit more of kind of this process for me and this journey that I've been on, because I cannot tell you how powerful this illness and all of the emotional and spiritual and mental and psychological pieces that have been a part of it have played a huge role in allowing me now, not just like six years ago, to feel that absolute gratitude, but now to feel this true limitlessness, that I am truly an unlimited divine being 
and that the only thing that will cause me to feel limited is by my own thoughts, my own beliefs, and some of the experiences that I've had that I have told very or been taught to to believe very ingrained stories about. And so as I went into the pool and I was just floating and really going into a very quiet, what I'd call meditative state, I recognized that in my limited belief systems about myself and the world around me, that I still was holding on to this idea and notion that I had to be something specific. There was still this piece, although I couldn't really define it, there was still this piece that said, I need to be blank, or I need to show up as blank, or I need to express as blank in order for others to believe me and I don't have to prove who I am, as I talked about in the last episode, in order to truly show up as my authentic self, in order to not feel stuck, in order to feel clarity, in order to feel like the traumas and all of the experiences I've, I've dealt with and, and experienced wasn't really defining me. I recognized how there were pieces of some of those stories that I was still defining myself by, and it was causing me to feel limited. And it made me start thinking and wondering, how do we really feel limitless then as, as a, a humanity when we are facing the current times, like, say, the pandemic, or we're facing different sides of political belief systems or religious belief systems, when we're facing, you know, destructive and devastating things that we are seeing regularly by way of people who are behaving in violent manners or people who are struggling just to survive and have a home or eat, you know, and fill their bellies with food, not just in the country I live in, the United States, but also throughout the world. How do we truly feel limitless when we apparently seem limited by circumstances? And as I continued to float and I got out of the water and I did some journaling, I saw very clearly that even the limited feelings and thoughts and beliefs that we can have. I mean, I'm sure you've all heard of, you know, things like, you know, I help you break through your limited beliefs, right? I help you, uh, you know, transform them. I help you change those belief systems. Many, many people kind of market themselves as someone who helps to destroy and dismantle limited beliefs. But I think that limited beliefs are important because they're warning signals to the body that there's something going on. And so as I recognized and was journaling that I had still some limited beliefs about myself and the world around me and my place in this world and my purpose in this world, uh, all of a sudden now it dawned on me that in those, 
you know, in that taking a look at the limited beliefs, I could see the different meanings and the different things that had helped to create that limited belief about myself and the world around me. And now that I had that conscious awareness of that, I could do something about it. I could dive a little deeper. I could explore a little further. I could ask questions of that belief and find out if it was really my truth or a truth I had learned to believe, whether it be about myself or the world around me or others. If it was something that I had been taught to believe because that's just the way it is. And this is how people believe, or this is how people see things. And I found that very interesting because I have talked about this many times before, and through my professional career with clients, I have obviously shared different pieces like that to help them move through something. Yet again, I wasn't really walking my own walk with it. I was hiding behind the knowledge of it without actually going a bit deeper and further into it. Now, if you don't really know me very well, then you may not have heard me say this before. And if you do know me well, then you've absolutely heard me say this before, that the way to move through something is that you kind of have to sit in the muck of it. And I have always used this example of quicksand that if you are caught up in quicksand, which hopefully none of you have never been caught in quicksand, then if you're flailing about as you're being pulled under and you're panicking and you're feeling very afraid that you're being sucked under and you're moving very quickly to try to get out of it, you're actually going to be pulled further into it. And it absolutely could pull you under and and kind of swallow you whole, essentially. But if you were to calm down, slow your breath, slow your body, and stand still, and then take very slow and cautious movements, you will get out of the quicksand without further being pulled under. Now, I had always used that as example as an example that just had come out of my mouth one day with a client off the top of my head. Again, I have never had the experience of actually being in a quicksand situation. But I was interviewed on a radio show a number of years ago, and I knew the host pretty well, but I did not know this about him. As I was sharing that piece, and it was relevant to our conversation that day, he let me finish, and then he said to me, Susan, you're spot on. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, I have actually been in quicksand before. And that is exactly how you get out safely, is you have to slow down and stop. And you have to carefully move very slowly in order to get out of it without it pulling you under. And I was, I was surprised and I wasn't surprised. I was surprised that that was phenomenal validation that I wasn't just talking shit and hadn't just, you know, made something up that wasn't kind of in reality how it works. And I wasn't surprised because the day that that came flying out of my mouth with this client, I was very much in presence with them and I was trusting and allowing my intuition and my innate knowingness to guide me 
And it came out of my mouth because I was guided by that deeper soul. And I was guided by my deeper sense of connection to that client and being present with them. So in that respect, I wasn't really surprised. Now, why this is relevant to feeling limitless or limited is because I thought back to that radio uh, interview and I realized that I was not slowing down in my life. I was not allowing life to unfold and for me to be truly present in each experience I was having day to day that I was still trying to make it be something else because of that limited belief. And I would see those limited thoughts and feelings and ideas in, in my mind as something bad and negative, as opposed to it being like the quicksand that is saying, stop, pay attention, look more closely at what this is, and then move through it slowly and gently because just like if you were in the quicksand situation, you wouldn't judge your movements in the quicksand. You would simply move slowly through it. And yet my idea about myself and the world around me was that I had to get through this more quickly in order to kind of get to this place, this destination that will then give me, I don't know, you know, something. And Another kind of thing that flew out of my mouth years and years ago with clients was the whole if-then idea, right? If you, let's just take basic math. If you have one and you add another one, then you have two. So if I feel limited in my capabilities, let's say as a podcaster, and I'm trying so hard to make it be something that I think it's supposed to be, then I will have success. But what if that's not the case? Then do I just shoot down the whole idea of podcasting? It's the same in a relationship. If I love you and you love me, then you won't lie to me or then you won't cheat on me. It's that whole if-then. Think of the then as like the equal sign in math. And I think that that's what helps to create the limitedness in our thoughts and our beliefs and our feelings, where we not only compare, but we take a look at them from a negative lens and say that it's bad that we have these limited thoughts and feelings and beliefs, as opposed to looking at them and saying, well, what are my if-then statements about it? Okay, if I am good enough, and I put myself out there in a compassionate, honest, integral, loving, authentic way, then I will reach people who really need help, whether it's by listening to this podcast or working with me, and I'm just using myself as an example here, and all will be good in the world. They'll move through things and they will feel unlimited. They will feel limitless and capable of everything and anything. And so as I continued to journal and I was coming to these realizations, I started then also writing down all the areas where I feel limited 
And I, you know, in, in my truth and my honesty, I felt limited as a podcaster. I felt limited as a businesswoman. I felt limited as a therapist. I felt limited even sometimes in my relationship, not because of my husband or anybody else, but because I had an expectation about maybe how I think I was supposed to be or, or act as this wife, right? As this partner. And it just hit me really hard in a, in a positive way, though, because it, it became very, very clear how I, in fact, was limiting myself for all of this talk of infinite possibilities, which is, you know, part of my company name, and for all of my desire to help people really become their own true visionary, which is the other part of my company name, and live their vision for their own life and really step into their power, their true power, which to me, being spiritually expressed, simply means that you yourself define, understand, and define your own deep power, and you step into that truth of that power for yourself. To me, that's being fully spiritually expressed. And I think that that's a work in progress that we do from the moment we're born till the moment we draw our last breath and we give up this form and we return back to the ethereal nature of our spiritual light and beingness. And so limitedness then comes into play as both what we could perceive as a positive and a negative in the positive light. It is there to teach us and guide us through what we're still holding on to that is very limiting and very defining and very boxing, right? Putting you in this kind of box. So being limitless then is just about understanding those boxes and redefining it so that it does no longer feels like it's limiting and boxing. So now, moving forward, I can understand from just July on that when I have some fears and doubts, when I feel a bit of that imposter syndrome, which, you know, I think we all deal with at various points in time, when I feel a little not very worthy of something, when I notice that I am struggling and challenged by something in my own life, in my own experience, whether it's in my relationship or my work or my business or uh, my friendship or my job, whatever it might be, now I can look at it through a different lens and say, hey, this is both limiting and limitless all in itself. And it's like, well, how can it be both at the same time? Well, remember that you cannot have left without right. If you had no such thing as this thing called right, like turning, then and we only had this thing called left, right would make no sense. And left would make no sense because it would be left of what? Couldn't that be right for somebody else, but it's left for you? Or we can't have up and down at the same time because they're polar opposites, right? One goes up, the other one goes down. These are these language pieces that we have ascribed a meaning to in order to make sense of stuff. So, of course, it can be limiting and limitless all at the same time, because on the one hand, in the positive sense, the limiting 
beliefs or thoughts or ideas are teaching you something about yourself. And at the same time, then it can be limitless in that awareness and whether or not you choose to allow yourself to feel that infinite possibility and that infinite potential and that limitlessness. And so it was a very, it was a very interesting day that day. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I it kind of s- smacked me in the face how I was mirroring for my own self where I had allowed myself to feel that deep, you know, every fiber cell of my being gratitude six years prior. And at the same time, how I was still feeling limited at times. And how I was still judging that limit, that limitedness. And I was still judging that from a place of expectation without even realizing that that's what I was doing. And so it's always interesting to me when no matter how you think you have moved through something, you can find a layer or a piece or an avenue of it, an issue with it, a, you know, a side of it that comes back days, weeks, months, years later to kind of remind you. And that's like, you know, remind, put it back in your mind again, your conscious awareness, how there's still kind of an energy that's tied to it that you're still holding on to as maybe a truth. And so, you know, some of the questions that I asked myself specifically were, how how do I feel this is limiting me? And what would it feel like if I truly felt limitless with this? If I truly felt this thought or this belief is unlimited now, and it can be anything I want it to be, and I no longer feel held back by it, what would that look like in my life? What would my life look like? What would my business look like? What would my relationships look like? And it was a a powerful example of where I could then recognize exactly what my limiting beliefs were and my limiting thoughts and feelings were and what I needed to do to take action to move it from a place of feeling limited and a little bit trapped and held back and stuck by it to a place of true limitlessness. And that, I think, is what allows us to step into infinite possibilities and potential. It isn't just about, well, go forth and live your dream the way you've always wanted, if the risk of doing that is such that you lose your home and you lose your family and you're destitute with no financial support and no resources. It's a more slow and methodical thing that says, find those things that you feel called and are passionate about in your life, whether it's within your relationships or your work or your family or whatever it might be, and then take these steps all along the way, asking yourself questions about when the the words come up like, I can't, or I'm not enough, or I'm an imposter, or why should they believe me, or who would listen to me because I don't have this degree or certification or experience, if you're really passionate about something and you know that that's a part of your calling and you're feeling held back by taking action on that 
because of some of this limitedness that you feel in some form or fashion within yourself, then simply stop, like being in the quicksand, observe it, and very slowly and cautiously start asking yourself these questions and be open to the idea that the answers will reveal themselves to you, probably one, when you least expect it, but two, maybe over time. Maybe you'll have some clarity five minutes from now after you kind of observe it and ask that question. And maybe it'll take you five months. I had to get physically ill and really reflect on all this emotional and, you know, mental and psychological and spiritual stuff in order to really come to this clarity. And I'd been dealing with this since December more, more, you know, intrusively day to day. And it wasn't until the end of July on my birthday that I found more clarity and more answers. And sometimes, again, no matter how hard you try, again, it's like being in the quicksand. You're trying really hard to get out of it and you're flailing and you're trying to get out of it as fast as you can, but you're getting sucked under and pulled under quicker and quicker. So just stop and just ask yourself, some of those kinds of questions. Now, I can give you more questions to answer, you know, to ask of yourself and then to come up with an answer. But the truth is, this is all very independent to you. It's all very specific to you. The bottom line is, if you're feeling limited in any way, then use the limitedness, the limited thoughts, the limited feelings, the limited beliefs as a way to spur you forward through that quicksand, as a way to guide you as to what the deeper issues really are that are underlying that limited feeling and thought and belief, so that you can come to a place of choice and understanding where you feel truly limitless. Now, again, I also want to say that that does not mean that because I have this experience, you know, on my birthday, that from this point forward, for the remainder of my life, I will always feel limitless and I will always feel like there is infinite possibility and potential for everything I do and am involved in. I may believe that, but I may come up against experiences that all of a sudden trigger and make me aware and mirror for me that there is still some limiting thoughts and beliefs and ideas that I have about myself or the world around me or whatever it is I'm doing that may come up. And all that is doing for me then is being my mirror and my guidepost to say, hey, take a look at this a little more deeply. And so true limitlessness is not about reaching some state of achievement or destination it truly is about enjoying that journey and that process along the way and being willing to continually evolve and grow by allowing yourself the permission to be human, to fall down, to fail. I don't believe in failure, and I'll do a whole episode on that in the future, but allowing yourself the permission to be human and to make what you call mistakes. Because again, that's very tied to failure for me. I don't believe in mistakes. I believe that everything we experience is a learning opportunity. And that was probably the most fundamental thing 
that I believe that kept me asking the questions and kept me being willing to look in the mirror and see where I felt limited and where I wasn't feeling limitless. And that is that I believe every opportunity, every experience is simply an opportunity to grow and learn and evolve. And I, and I, I know that if you were to kind of hold that idea for yourself and play with it and see how it resonates for you. And you started looking at your experiences past or present through that lens a little bit more. And you started allowing those experiences to be more of the mirror for you, that you would come to that understanding too, that this experience, as painful as it may feel in the moment right now, is truly an opportunity to grow and evolve with and into the pain so that you can become friends with the pain and allow the pain to be there as it needs to be without it defining you and feeling like it's limiting you. So if there is anything that you're feeling limited by, I would love to hear about it. Because I think that we as humans can get so caught up in this stuff called spirituality or, you know, work or religion or our relationships or our family or the roles that we play and the labels and the titles and all the shit I've talked about in various different episodes we can get so caught up in that that we lose sight of the fact that we are truly limitless and we are truly divine beings in form that are simply working to continue our evolution by experiencing life in this human capacity at the same time recognizing our divinity and then allowing the integration of both. Being that divine being and again, that doesn't mean you sit there in front of a homemade altar all day long saying OM and having your fingers together with your legs in a lotus position. It simply means that you allow yourself the permission and the freedom to be this divine, infinitely potential, infinitely possible, limitless being who lives in a limited form with experiences that can feel very limiting and that there is evolution and growth in that. I hope that you have enjoyed today's show and I hope that you resonate with some of this. And if you don't, I would love to hear that too, because I am always open for great conversation. That is how I continue to evolve and grow. And what's interesting about this whole last you know, eight-ish, nine-ish plus months now, is that I know that I will continue to have some of these experiences throughout the remainder of my life, and I simply have to welcome them and embrace them from a very different place. And it was really good practice for me, and it will continue to be good practice for me, and I hope it's good practice for you. So reach out to me at Susan, at SusanDesenzi.com. I would love to hear your thoughts. And if you feel that any of this episode or this show resonates or can help anyone else, please share it with one or two other people. My mission and my purpose on this planet is to truly help people learn how to help themselves and become the infinite divine 
limitless beings that they already are and learn how to move into that space and evolve into that so that we can continue impacting the world and humanity. I hope you have a spiritually fully expressed week this week, and I'll see you next week. Ciao for now. You've been listening to The Spiritually Expressed Human, where conformity is not an option, getting out of the box is critical, and spiritually expressed means becoming the badass of your life while attaining freedom and inner peace. If you're ready to start that process, go to susandesenzi.com and click on the free gift tab to get started. You can also get the link in the show notes. Thank you for being here. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. Until next time, be the spiritually expressed badass you are meant to be.